The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire Master. My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. So what are we drinking today? We're drinking a drink called Barcadero, and it's a trifecta of balance and bittersweet flavors. And okay. it's equal parts of Amaro, and you can use any Amaro. So we use Amaro Melly from... The Bainbridge Island Distillers. Oh, yeah. A sweet vermouth. And I've switched our vermouth to a Dolan sweet vermouth because I really like the Dolan better Uh than the Martini Arasa. And then um, rye whiskey. Okay. And so we're using the Old Forester rye whiskey. And then you garnish with lemon. Cool. And it's, you know, Amaro is one of those neat... Big ice cube. Crazy drinks. And I think this is one that will get better as it sits and gets cold. Because mm-hmm. you don't stir it with ice. You actually make it first and then put the ice cube in. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely got that Amaro overtone. Yeah, you see that? Yeah. 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 No, I think it's going to be a really good one. Yeah. Cool. It'll be good for reading, with reading. <laughs> yes, which we get to do next. Yes. Okay, chapter nine. We learned a lot more about her love affair and seeking of uh, O'Keefe, or right. O'Teague, is it O'Teague? O'Teague, yeah. O'Teague. So, I mean, that's the majority of the chapter was that. You get a glimpse into the fact that they're in kind of an open relationship, because he had a girl over the night before, mm-hmm. and she doesn't seem too upset by it. Correct. There's also a... Well, and they, and they were already, he was aware she was already seeing him. Yes. And so, she's very much Polly already. I don't think Polly's the right word. I think it's... I just think they're in an open relationship. Yeah, but I think she loves Gordon, okay? Yes. And I think she loves O.T. Well, she may... That's true, actually. So that would be Polly for her. That doesn't mean he is. No. He has allowed for an open relationship, and then to each their own, they are whatever they are. I can't tell you what he is, per se, because I think the woman he had over the night before he would remark of her loveliness or whatever or or the interaction that they had right but he didn't have an alignment or attachment to her like it wouldn't work right so you get the sense that he's way more attached than he let on Mm -hmm. because he's going to turn away this other woman that was really fun because what they have is working so well well and it could have been we're not given the whole story but i'm only grappling here on this but it could have been fun, like, let's say, someone seeking some impact or fun, 
But that's a one offer. It was not like she wanted, she had a need that needed to be scratched. Right. She was lovely. That's great. He scratched it. But she's not that interested in him right. other than what he can offer in that way. I'm, a, I'm only assuming that's what it is. I don't really know, to be honest. Right. But either way, he didn't think it would last. And he was, he was vague about that, but it felt like the woman would not come back to see him. Versus him wanting to seek her out again. No, I had it the other way. I had really? it that. Yeah, I had it that he was so wrapped up in what he has with Edith that he's not willing to bring her in because he can see that it would interfere. Is he? So consider, just consider. Is he seen another woman? Maybe because Edith has seen another person. Like he's so that, just testing the waters, or it's a gotcha. That's a question I don't know the answer to. But here's the thing. As a dom, like one of the things that I had said to you when we started talking about getting together mm-hmm. is that the experience of being a submissive is addicting. And, and guess what? The experience of being a dom is addicting. Yeah. And what he's discovered in his relationship with Edith is that she is this like perfect fit for him. For him, yeah. You know, she's a little, she's a masochist, she's submissive, she's obedient. She is intellectually stimulating to him. And she, yeah, she's intellectually stimulating. Yeah. And so all of that's occurring. And so now this other woman comes along who may be really fun to play with. Mm-hmm. But he sees that it, he can't put any energy there because all of his energy has to be It's so amazing because while I'm listening to the story, I'm trying to be open on all of this, mm. on all of the stuff we deal with. And how we interview people and stuff. So anyway, I sitting there to say, listening to her describe him telling her that he had someone over, yes. and then the off extrapolates on how she perceives that, right? Yes. And I try to think to myself, how would I do that? Or even more so, what I did is instead of instead of putting myself in her position and hearing that, I was more like, how would I go between two people? Yeah, like I was just thinking because I had made that determination. She had. A polyamorous type feeling yeah. for both people right yes. so then I thought okay so love here we go love and let's see how would I balance that between me and for me I guess it has to do with the way you're wired I get open relationship that's a totally different thing because there doesn't have to be love there can be lust but there doesn't have to be love there right that makes way more sense to me but for me I don't know why because it has nothing to do with morality. I don't have that religious morality driving me. Right. For me, as a demisexual, sapiosexual combination kind of person, it's not like I have to have a one-stop shop person. That's not it. It just so happens our alignment is uncanny. That's phenomenal. That's like even more so better, right? Yeah. But then I think, well, because of that connection we have, my desire... It's good for me. I don't, and I'm not going to speak for you, good or bad for you, but I want to spend time with you. Right. So I kind of think, how would I split my time? Because I want to spend time with you. So how would I, how do I compartmentalize my heart? And I get why, I get Polly where people explain things like this relationship, I get these kinds of things out, and I love him for that. Let's just say it's a woman. And I get these kinds of things from this other person. And, it, and it's not always sexual. I'm not saying it's always sexual. And I keep thinking to myself, but gee, I'm so aligned 
And there's so many things. It's uncanny, our alignment. Where are the holes? Right. Like, what? Are, where am I looking for a fill? No, that's the, that's and the, so that's true. I'm not I'm not putting you in a hard place. I'm not trying to push you. I'm I'm just really. I was aware of that when you were reading and thinking to myself, do I have any time for anything like that? I right. mean, like, I don't really have time or energy or want to put effort in because I got something really great here. No, that's right. Does that make sense? It does. And I get that, and I get, and I get that that's your reaction to their experience. I think it's really clear but theirs from the is way. Different. Well, I think it's really clear that from the way you just described your experience, that in her experience, what she got from Gordon was something that she would get from the other guy. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So, I quickly put myself in the scenario to try to see: is there things that I need that I'm not getting? Right? You know, like try to look at that trying to put on the hat of the poly i can't find it yet for me however when i put myself back in her shoes i can very much see where and then it what it did for me was it makes sense when i hear polly's talk when they say what they get out of their different relationships i'm like yeah i get it if you don't if you're missing these things what that are important to you, because obviously you're looking because it's really important to you. Right. As as a person, as your fulfilled being, right? And you're not getting that out of one person, and I'm not saying at all one person has to fulfill that. That's not what I'm trying to say. Then I get why that ha- evolves and happens. In our dynamic, it's just weird. I don't... Where are the holes? Where am I looking... To say, yeah, it's all good here, but my authentic being needs to be fulfilled in this way. And and I could honestly say, I'm being fulfilled. No, I get that. Right? No, exactly. So anything that's out there might be out of my view, but it's out of my view, so it doesn't matter. It also, it also isn't that you have something that you need to fill. So in her case, she does. Like she, she has, does, though. She has these... First of all, she has a relationship with somebody who treats her in a kink context that's very much aligned with who she is. Right. And then she has a relationship with somebody who treats her like a fuck friend. Correct. And maybe who... Who, may, and maybe also who strokes her strokes in, her. Different, yeah, in exactly. different ways. So I, so what I'm saying is I, I, for the first time, when I talk about Polly, instead of getting into that, I think it's a typical mode because it's, I'm on it, I'm... I don't know if the word's uninformed. It's it's more that I'm unclear about it. Yeah. It's foreign to me because I came from a marriage into our dynamic and yes. then I'm experiencing our dynamic in a certain way. So then for me, it's like, I don't understand how that works, right? right? But I'm really trying to understand it, right? And I see her example and I'm like, that does make sense sure. because her needs are being met by a combination there. And, but also this... Poly doesn't always mean sex. So people have poly, and let's just be honest. If that's the case, we're all poly because we all have loving relationships outside of our no, I think poly, primary. I think polyamory does require a certain level of intimacy that goes beyond a regular friendship. You're right. I do. Could it be emotional? I mean, because I, they talk because well, everything I, could. I because when I yeah. when with more than one or whatever that book is, yeah. More than two. More than two. Yeah. It talks about it isn't always sexual. Mm-hmm. That you can have a polyamorous relationship and someone is emotionally intimate with you in a way. 
I can see that. I mean, I really can. I don't think I, that this is where... And I'm not discounting this... that there's multiple partners. Yeah. I'm just trying I, to I, understand I don't it. see that that's where this this chapter goes. No. Uh, what I'm what I'm expressing is yeah. an epiphany on mm, a greater understanding of poly, like at yeah. a more, like, w- instead of a judgmental level. Okay. Right? Let's yeah. say from traditional stereotypes of yeah. society, of being able to understand and saying, yes, people get needs met. And then if I go further and just say... When people are in the dating pool, there are often people, lots of people, men and women, that date several kinds of people. And they date them, and I hear this from women who date several people at one time, saying, well, John enjoys wine with me, and I go to nice dinners with John, and we have that in common. And uh, Michael goes hiking with me, and we get to go be active together. And, And so then when I think about that, I think, yeah, they're... These deeper friendships, if you will, where you have alignment in areas of your life. I, I get that. So it makes more sense to me why poly even is a thing. Okay, good. Yeah, I think that there's a conversation to have about her experience of herself in a polyamorous context. Right. I don't think that's where this chapter lives, though. You don't think so? No. No, I think what's happening in this particular chapter is we're getting insight into Gordon's well, yes. relationship with her that changes the way we think of Gordon. Because Gordon hasn't really behaved toward her in a loving way at all. He's been kind of officious and he's been kind of aggressive and he's been kind of domineering. Well, well that's you know. that's my point. I think he's not Polly. No. I think he's more of an open... Well, I, relationship guy who is looking for his dynamic. I think he is more of a, di- a dynamic person. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. But what, what we do see out of her is we do really see her true poly nature. The very first paragraph unfolds her not worried about what he's saying. I mean, like she honestly yeah. explains she's not worried. Yeah. Yet she's still showing up for him to meet him. Well, there's something that's interesting that happened in that first part of the conversation is that, or the chapter, is that she examines the way she undresses for him. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole like, couple pages about how she wears this corset. corset, and it's like the description of the corset is all very relevant. Because it's you know? made to her yeah. specifications. And she's undressing herself, and... She's aware that Gordon appreciates her body in a way that he's never expressed that, before. And he, yes, and he actually but says it. But that's the it. thing. It's the way he's never expressed before. And so, so we're, what we're learning is about Gordon's affinity for her. Isn't that funny? So this, this ran through my mind the other day. This is hilarious because I had been dressing up in different things for you. Hmm. And then I decided one time to not, to put an inner space in there. A not dressing up. And the whole motivation was that you appreciate how I express myself. That's for sure. Yes. That's no doubt. And it's got to be a turn on for a guy for someone to be in it enough to decide to do that for another. Yes. To show up like that. Right. Yes. But I also was aware of my own body is what it is. Right. Is the essence. And that... I broke it up because of just being me, that it's not... My experience with clothing before has been like the clothes make me better. 
make me worthy. Let's just say that. That's my story, okay, right? Okay, sure. So make me more worthy, closer to being acceptable. Okay. Now, I don't have that context with you, but that's a past context. And I was very clear about, like, where my worthiness is, where my essence is, is me. And I did that because it, I was, like, emphasizing that about me. Mm-hmm. But what she claims about undressing in front of him and then he makes the comment like you should always be naked i mean i I totally identified that i was like wow that's the essence that's what i'm talking about when i prepare myself for you whether i'm expressed with an outfit or not me just being there presenting myself to you gifting my submission to you on ongoing basis and I don't hold that over your head. It's just I, I see that as a continual thing for me because it's present for me every single moment. Well, it's a living experience of dominance It's not just submission. one time I've, yeah. I'm collared and then I'm just doing this out of rote. No, no the, way, the way you present yourself for me is always a pleasure because it's your self-expression. Right. And I'm a stand for your full self-expression, and that includes your sexual self-expression. Right. And I appreciate your body. I love your body. No. And. I know that. <laughs> yes. And whether you show up wearing an outfit or not. not. I'm all in. You're in. Yes. And, 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 so, and so that's the difference between your relationship and mine and Gordon's and hers. And she right? was unaware of that, of herself. Well, she, what she was though. aware of was that Gordon had never complimented her on her body. Well, and that we know ongoingly has been a thorn in her side when he talks about other women. Yes. Even him discussing with her that very day in this chapter that he had a woman over. He made a point of saying, as she's there, I had a woman over to see her reaction. Right. And then he espoused, because he didn't get a reaction, because she was like, okay, and she's kind of being supportive in maybe that's what well, that's her poly nature i thought one of the more interesting aspects of this chapter was the way she searched for her movie star lover gordon oh, McKeith, yes, right? exactly and she went to great effort she to was find obsessed him. well she went to great effort she ended up searching for him through the war and then and didn't find him didn't find him but kept looking and then eventually... And obviously complained to her family about it. Complained, complained to her friends, complained to her family, yeah. asked officers who fought in Norway. Just She was even, even desperate. Even like. to the point of going to the bookstore and finding that he'd actually written a book. Based on her... Was her cousin? Cousin, or, I think. Cousin yeah. saying, come on, let's yeah, just go let's figure go out if he really is and, an author. And there he is in the book, and he's an author. And the publisher's gone out of business, and, and then... They try and go into a pub, and the pub's like crowded, so they can't get a table. So they go to another pub a couple streets away. Yeah, and there, she, there he is. And he immediately like sends her cousin away, and she takes him home and fucks him. Yeah. And, and the thing is that the, the degree of obsession, mm-hmm. like, like that's, that, for me, that's a very interesting experience, that obsessive desire to be with somebody. Well, think about it. If it's, was it two or three years or something like that? Yeah. So she's not with Gordon during this time. Mm-mm. So her only one need being fulfilled as a as a woman, woman, yeah, who she may not may or may not have known she was Polly at that time, right? And even when she's writing, she may not have that language. But what I'm saying is, there was a 
there was a deep-seated need that was being filled by this man. Yes, and also you got to put it in the context of the war. The war heightened everybody's sexual expression. There were there were tons and tons of English women having sex with American soldiers, yes, for yes. example, just because they may never see them again. Right. You know, and these are you talking about young women, twenty-year-olds mm-hmm. with twenty-year-old soldiers, right? Yes, so these right. are like hormone city. Yeah. And and so that's the context, and there's a war going on, and she's sort of obsessed with this guy, and she keeps looking. He might have been killed in the war, and but he again, wasn't. And it she wasn't finds just him. any guy, right? Exactly. This guy mm-hmm. fed into her a certain amount of what she needed, yeah. in acknowledgement of her own sexuality, sexuality, absolutely. And that's yeah. the key. Um, a lot of people like so. Even in like the dating scene, a lot of people yeah. miss the boat on this. Yeah. Women usually get this a lot sooner than men, but they're because men are like trying to get a fix. Women are too, but this is the deal. Women are looking for a fix in their head and in their pussy at the same time. Yeah. So when a guy fulfills that and they're in this search mode, let's just say, even if the guy's not the one, okay, or the yeah. many, whatever you want to depending on where you're at. Um They'll continue to search for that one because it fills a need of expression that they're not getting anywhere else in their life. I could buy that. I I always had more luck with women than my friends because I made girls laugh. You've talked about that, yes. Yeah. And and so women will be repeat, (laughs) I don't want to say offenders, whatever. Customers. uh, Customers (laughs) because they're getting a need fulfilled. And she was having a need fulfilled. And then she, obviously Gordon came along showing her a whole different part of herself that she really was was out of her view. So here's a here's a thought. So yes, that part of herself was out of her view and actually it's her more authentic self. No, it is. It is. Yeah. I don't doubt that. The dynamic is probably primary. However, she doesn't trust Gordon. She doesn't trust Gordon. Gordon doesn't doesn't speak a love language. Doesn't, doesn't speak her love language. That's yeah, what happens. and he's not forthcoming. No. If if Gordon had said I love you to her, she would have married him. It's not even Mary. It's not even I love you. Yeah. If he would have spoken parts of the love language of Oteague, yes. she's all in. Totally. Like Oteague would be to the curb. Yeah. The only reason she needs Oteague is because he makes her feel like a woman. Yes. Gordon does not make him make her feel like a woman. No, he makes her feel like a little girl. But and that is a need of hers. Absolutely. So I get that. Yeah. But that's why she's playing in those worlds of Polly because yeah. she's not getting what she needs. No, I think I think it's a very interesting evolution of the story. Yeah. Because we're what we're left with up until now is that Gordon's just using her. He's controlling her, he's hypnotizing her, he's using her. Right. And what we're present to now is that he cares for her. Well, and which she we ma- weren't which wasn't clear up to now. And she made note when she talked about the corset, yeah, she made a little note of forecasting in the future, as if the story will show at some point they're not together anymore. Because she says, and then later I gave the corsets to my maid or, or to something, the charwoman, right, to clean something, right. She gave them up, so she yeah. gave them up at a certain rate, but she wore them defiantly. She, she said, did. yes, exactly, with Gordon because he said it made his blood boil. Right now, why? And now, now that's her brattiness. It is. And she was attached to the 
the idea that they were made for her and that he never takes time to undress her. Yeah. She made these comments. Totally, yeah. Now, that's an interesting component, too. So I that mean, was forecasting. I, I'm sure that was forecasting. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Now, I think I think that this story is fascinating because it, if you if you take, take like a 10,000-foot view, yeah. it's really about a young woman becoming present to her sexuality. Totally. That's what I feel. In a, in a much more profound way than she was before she met Gordon. And she's also experiencing some of the experiences that women who are young women have about their appearance and mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. sexuality. Mm-hmm. And she's like trying to process all of this. And at the same time, we're seeing Gordon, who's this super sophisticated psychiatrist, controller of women, mm-hmm. like in his mind, he's like in his this, mind. In this, this sort of super being. And here he is falling in love with her. Uh, when I get this forecast, I could be wrong, but I, you know, I get this forecast that she's evolving at an accelerated rate. Yeah. And he's witness to that. And he's at an age where he's in his lane. Yeah. She may continue to move beyond him. I think he's present to that. I think that's a little bit of what he's experiencing now because he's, because I feel like I hear her and I'm like, wow, she's evolved. Right. And he is also aware of that. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Fascinating chapter. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.